and welcome to Backing Paper episode number 55. God, we're really getting up there now. Um, it is only just over a week before Christmas. It's so exciting. Uh, and unfortunately, because it's only a week before Christmas, Rachel's off busily working in the markets, you know, selling her analog adventure kits, doing all that good stuff. So she couldn't be here tonight. But I have got one of our very favourite sunbeams. <laughs> The Sunbeam most likely to win in the category of Sunbeam that is Eric. It is, of course, Eric. It's Eric, me. Welcome back to the show. Oh, holy hell. Thank you. And, of course, not Thank only you. Sunbeam. Eric, one host of the fantastic All Through a Lens podcast. Oh, that's true. That is me. That is you also. That. Celebrity. I feel, oh. I feel uh, to be honest... Well, I dropped you a line the other t the other day saying, you know, would you be up for joining me on um, Sunday? Because we'd be really nice to speak to you before Christmas. I thought, there's a 50-50 chance he's just going to big time me straight out the gate. I thought he's just going to go, yeah, yeah, really? Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Eric from Autodesk. <laughs> but no, he welcomed me with oh. open arms in a way you would not think was justified, listeners. Oh, these red carpets aren't going to walk themselves. <laughs> How you doing, dude? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing doing pretty well, you know, considering. Considering, Yay. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's people who mistakenly do not yet listen to the um, All Through a Lens podcast, you, which you really should, because you guys, you... Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're dead to me. Dead to me. <laughs> no, they can't be dead to you. We need them to be alive so they can listen. Um, because ah. you guys are, are doing something different. Your podcast format is different. It's different to ours. Uh, you you have a, you know, a much more structured and entertaining, and I mean, obviously our show is pure entertainment <laughs> goal, but you're putting something different. Everyone should check it out. But anyway, for those that haven't, um, you've had a bit of a bum deal lately, uh, with your work, haven't you? My work? Are you talking about the uh, cat labs thing? Yeah, that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think I think you need to fill in listeners because listeners will have heard you talk about um, your adventures and going on your trip, and then there's peer stuff. I think you ought to let them yes. know what went wrong with that. Well, um, have you ever shot really old, like um, really old Sfema film? Uh, from like the 1980s i have i've shot some old film but not anything probably quite like that okay well if you if you take film and you put it in a radiator for a few decades and you just let it sit there and gather moisture and just gather ugliness and then take a few pictures with it and then develop it you'll notice all of these like weird blotches all over it mm -hmm. that's what cat labs film did to me uh, and it was new, new Cat Labs film. Oh. So if you want the look of 80s Soviet film left in a gutter, you, you, could shoot, you could shoot this. I'm guessing you did not want the look of 80s Soviet film left in the gutter for your work. No, no. See, uh, well, they, they say that their film is based on uh, Panatomic X. And I love Panatomic X, probably my favorite black and white emulsion. And so I was like, well, I'm not expecting Panatomic X. But... I was expecting something more than rebranded Shanghai 100. Silly me, but yeah. I do like Shanghai 100. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. And so I shot a bunch of stuff. I spent, oh, two weeks on the road to about a month on the road, I guess, traveling thousands of miles. I took 80 ish four by five shots of various Nez Pierce sites, um, native American sites in, um, Idaho and Montana and that, those areas of the United States. And it was uh, grueling and uh, dangerous. I s nearly stepped on a couple of rattlesnakes. Uh, <laughs> hit a cow. Well, no, a cow hit me. <laughs> I have being fair. A cow hit me. 
Well, I mean, were you walking or were you in the car at the time? Was this an assault? In a car. Oh, okay. In a car. No, I was walk up and thump you. Not this time, no. (laughs) Um, So I took all those shots and I figured, okay, this is cool. I'm going to get back. I'm going to develop them all. And then as I started developing them, some of them were really nice looking uh, because of the film. And some of them were this weird blotchy mess that was shocking, was really shocking. And a few of them were like this. And I was like, okay, I can, I can deal. I can deal with this. And then about, about 75% of them ended up being like that. Like, I can't, I can't do anything with these. These are yeah. junk now. And this was and a large was format, wasn't it? A, you were shooting. This was large format. Yeah, I was planning on making a book. I mean, like an actual book of this. Yeah. And that has fallen through because of, of the film failure. And yeah, I'm, you know, a little cranky about that. Yeah, I think you have a reason to be a little cranky. And to be honest, listening to your description of their response to it, which was um, seemed to boil down to, well, you must have stored it wrong. Seems... Yes. Um, bearing in mind that you are somebody who has quite a lot of experience of going out on the trail, shooting film. You understand about storage. You're shooting other film as well. You take a cooler yeah. with you. Um, this is not your first rodeo. Um, not at all. No, I took a bunch of film, including some 1960s and 1970s uh, Kodak sheets. Yeah. And they look great. They look wonderful. So why brand new film failed so miserably when all of my other film, literally everything else that I shot that, that month was fine. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. They're, they're blaming me, so I guess it's my fault. Oh, that's great. That, that's what you want from customer service. <laughs> you want them to blame you when you just had a project that you poured heart and soul into just completely go sideways on you. Uh, are you... Sure. They, did, they did offer to replace the film, which was uh, really nice of them, and then they stopped communicating with me after... I agreed to that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and have not replaced the film. No, they have not. No, no so I mean, you know, uh, we're not saying that uh, this is uh, an exemplar of what all Cat Labs film is like, but caveat emptor, I guess, is the motto. Oh yes, um, yes. If this. you if you honestly, I think if you shoot it and develop it pretty much immediately, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. But it's not a travel film. Okay, well, good to know. And you're saying it's um, rebranded Shanghai film? You think? I'm almost 100% sure people have done like the uh, the curves tests on it. And yeah, it, it seems to be cool. Shanghai. Okay, yeah. I've not tried Shanghai. Except for the 35mm. The 35mm film is Kodak X, which yeah. they deny, even though it's printed <laughs> right there on the film. This is not a, not a trustworthy company. <laughs> or a very, sm- I don't know, they're making really, really weird decisions about lying. So, uh, okay. whatever yeah oh well whatever <laughs> it's to their own i guess but um well i hope you get your replacement film anyway dude um i guess well i mean you know it, it, film's expensive and whilst it it's yeah. whilst getting replacement film is in no way going to give you back what you've lost because i mean i yeah, we spoke to you and doing that trip it wasn't just an investment of time and energy it was quite an emotional trip for you um and yeah. so going back and revisiting those sites i mean it's going to be again an even more emotionally loaded film of loaded um trip this time yeah some places i'm super excited because i am going to do it again i'm taking ilford hp5 and fp4 and shooting that and i'm excited to visit the sites again and some of them i'm not like the ones where i've nearly stepped on rattlesnakes and uh walked next to grizzly bear tracks that were (laughs) those things are huge huge i've seen grizzlies but they're kind of like you know 
off a little ways. Yeah. But these were like, this was on the same trail. I'm like, man, for a freaking picture? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I mean, I saw a badger once, so, you know, we've all been there, Derek. It's, we've all, we've all risked our life. I've never seen a badger. So there you go. That's, that's oh, all. man, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, that's got everybody up on where things are going with that. Uh, a bit of a bummer, <laughs> but um, uh, I think, and I said this to you in the message, because uh, I listened to you, the story on your podcast, but uh, so I sent the message saying that that sucks, but... I do think that in the long run, it's going to make for even better pictures because, you know, going back to somewhere with the knowledge you have and all of that stuff, you can kind of prepare and think more about knowing what you can get there and how it can work in the in the book. And I think it's going to make for a better thing in the end. But that's not much solace when you've just had 75% of your work go down the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm probably going to do it again at some point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, now that we caught up on that, I feel you know. God, I mean, we get cheerful, Eric, and then I make you sad by talking about this. So let's get back to cheerful, Eric. Uh, should we do some emails? Because <laughs> you're here to help me okay. with some emails. Um, I will start off with this first one from our friend Jeremy North regarding the film Tanky Muck One Shot. Because Jeremy was at the screening last week, uh, and he writes, "Hi, Sun, Moon, and Star. Which one of those do you think I am?" Moon, absolutely. Oh, that feels like the worst. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> um, I'm glad you didn't interview me about the film on Saturday. My initial feeling was that it was way too long and could have been better edited. I, you can always tell Jeremy. Always starts, starts, starts positive. Um, well, what was he going to say then? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I read that it would be about 30 minutes long, which would not have been enough. Anyway, on reflection... He's hypothetically disappointed. <laughs> anyway, on reflection, apart from that, I'm really glad I saw it. The whole event was amazing, even before the film showing. The analogue photography community is an amazing society, especially if it can make room for yours truly. Um, we all have our little weirdies, as I said to Jeremy. As a cycling fan, there are some iconic climbs, one of them being Le Mont Ventoux, uh, Vontu. Um, people say of it that to ride up it once is enough. To do it twice, you have to be crazy. This film definitely puts the Danger Boys in the latter category. What they did is an amazing feat of passion, determination and stamina, all to carry out a dream, a vision, a project and to risk it all on one shot. That takes a lot of courage and self-belief. Oh, and planning. Probably slightly more of the latter would have been a good idea. I mean, there were there were a few problems with the planning, true. Um, I have huge admiration of anyone who has a dream they'd like to realise and then do it. The furthest I seem to get is distracted, then thinking of something else. These guys not only knew the immense challenge of the task, they then made it five times harder by going for the whole enchilada and printing the picture. Not just an ordinary one, but an F-off-sized print. Uh, that's a um, British scale of measurement, uh, which equates to very, very large. Oh, nice. I've heard them a few times describing the adventure, but that doesn't come close to showing the enormity of the task. Hauling all that gear, then actually succeeding, was amazing. Living in the dark for several days under difficult conditions was obviously taxing. No wonder they were struggling towards the end. The final image is really good too. <laughs> 
While it was a pity the cameraman let them down and it would have been an even better film in one way had Dave not had to multitask. I think because they did... Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Um, I think because <laughs> they did everything themselves, it is a more complete project. The question why, for me, is not about the resulting image. I was, th I was thinking about that and how some people questioned my sanity... Oh, that sentence carries on. I questioned my sanity <laughs> this summer when I rode up uh, Le Col de Tourmalet. Uh, I'm sorry, I know. I've, uh, Jeremy actually sent me a pronunciation and I've, I've forgotten. Tourmalet. Uh, I did it because I love the Tour de France and wanted the satisfaction of having risen up one of the most iconic climbs in the history of the race. 26 kilometers up to the 2100 meter summit at gradients averaging 10%. Yes, it was tough. Incidentally, for people who don't know, um, when it says the gradient is 10%, what that means is only 10% of people who start at the bottom up make it to the top. Not everybody knows that. <laughs> Little fact there. Yes, it was tough. But if it weren't, then what would be the point? I really get why they did it. It wasn't about the photograph. It was about them doing it. I think the whole process was a piece of performance art and the photograph doesn't stand by itself. It is part of that thing. Chapeau, Dave. Chapeau, Simon. <laughs> I think that means hat. <laughs> I think that means hat, I Dave. Think it hat, does, Simon. Yes. I don't know. My French, not great. <laughs> Vous êtes tous les deux complètement pour mes cheveux, respect énormément. There you go. How was that? Did that sound French? <laughs> it sounded French. <laughs> voilà. Um, Thank you very much, Jeremy. Uh, it is much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy did have a bit of a. Because I think whenever any of us are exposed to. Um, a piece of art, film, music, whatever. Sometimes it, you have a first reaction, which is not always the reaction you have the next day when you wake up and think about it. And and Jeremy may have gone public with his first reactions first. Um, so I I personally super appreciate his more thought out um, response coming to the show. Thank you very much, uh, Jeremy. Uh, you're a big fan as well of Jeremy, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's a big fan of mine. And he is a big fan of yours. He was and he was saying how much you like something to do with Christmas. I think he's saying how much he's looking forward to your Christmas episode in his I review. I believe he is. I think he is, I believe yeah. He is. He's, he's very much in the camp of Christmas with the All Through a Lens podcast, I think is what he said, wasn't it? I think that was something, yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Something All along. those words were there. <laughs> All of those words were there. Um... <laughs> Do you want to take this next email, Eric, titled Taking Abs Away the Excuses Between You and Your First Zine? Oh, you ought to make a zine, Eric. <laughs> I should do a zine. One of these days. One of these I will, days. I'll tuck right in. Yeah, so this is from our good friend Ian Nutt. Ah, hey, folks. A quick message to let you know about a little project of mine that your fabulous, fabulous <laughs> listeners might be interested in. Last weekend, I took a trip down to County Kerry to photograph 12 14 stone crosses that mark a pilgrim path up a mountain called... Ooh, I don't know what that's going to be. Go on. Uh, the name I, isn't important. I hear no, no, you, you have to have a go at this. I just did the French thing. You have to go at that. Go on. Um, knock Natabor? That's very... I, I like that. I, I, was, I would have gone with Knock. But I think you're probably right. That's good. I think the C and the D are both silent. Okay, good. I like that. But very who welcome. knows? It's a mystery. The it's name a... isn't important. I just like the idea of... And he says this. The name is not important. I just like the idea of you struggling with Irish... Yeah, okay, well, with Irish pronunciation as much as I do. Well, fine. Fair enough. 
I was following the path, not because I'm religious or have sins to repent, but to collect pictures for a zine project. Once I'd taken the pictures, I processed and scanned them before preparing them for printing and uploading to the Mixam website. Nice. The place that I use for all my zines. Me too. This all happened on the same Saturday. Been there. Uh, the plan is for me to send a copy of this simple zine to people who are interested in creating their own, but don't feel that they have any worthy pictures. The idea behind <laughs> don't sell yourself short. The idea that being the, the, sorry, the idea being that I can make a zine from fourteen dull pictures and four, of fourteen dull crosses in very dull weather. Then they already have work that's suitable for publication. Fair. The other point that I hope to prove is that your first scene doesn't have to be decades in the making or a life's work, but can be as simple as one roll shot on one afternoon. And I agree. Anyway, I made audio recordings along the way and put them together into a how to make a zine episode of the Viewfinder Vikings podcast. And you'll have the link in the show notes, I assume? The link will be in the show notes. Perfect. If people want to get in touch to snag a copy of the zine, then send them my way at barnaby nut or barnabynut.com that's nut with two t's i have a oh, sorry i have a brilliant christmas mine will involve two and a half weeks off of work trips to poland belarus and back home to the uk for the first time in a while tra ian barnaby nut oh, you know what i like best about that was how you pronounce belarus uh, belarus <laughs> like the star oh. belarus <laughs> that was good you know what <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I, I think it makes sound more Um That's awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Ian. That was fantastic. So, um, Eric, you were just saying that you use Mixum as well. I do, yes. They are cheap Okay. okay. They okay. are cheap and okay. That sounds good because I, I, I've been... We talked about doing a Sunny 16 zine, which... We'll continue to talk about it. Maybe next year we'll do it. We've been, yeah, I've been talking to you for yeah. the, about, what, two years now? Yeah, yeah. Like the littlest hobo, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> but just, <laughs> just lately, I have also been thinking, especially if it's super easy, just to kind of do it and to make things. I thought, maybe I should do something with my blurry pictures. You know, I, I, I did that for like nearly a year. I've got like 90 pictures, not that I want to put them all in the zine, but I'm like, out of those 90... I could probably find fourteen. <laughs> that okay. I, so, so would would Mixum be a good place for me to have a go at for my first scene? I think so. They have uh, templates or templates, depending on how you want to pronounce that. So and have, have if you have ten plates, you were saying. Ten, ten plates. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that important? Uh, templates. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. Yes, I'm being. I'm, I'm okay. being difficult. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> me? I'm offended. Um, uh, yes, I'm all flustered. <laughs> yeah, they have... Uh, uh, it's a pretty good site. If you use something like InDesign or some sort of desktop publisher, all the better. I use GIMP, which is a horrible word, but is a uh, kind of like a free Photoshop thing. Yeah. And I, I, I do stuff on that. So that's how all my zines are made, with, yeah. including all, well, all of them. So yeah, so your zines... Um... I couldn't make a zine like yours on my own because yours are, are very designed. You've got you, you use the images and the text, and they're all clearly put together. In well, yes, you use uh, GIMP, um, which for people who don't know stands for Graphical Image Manipulation Program. I think something like that. I think so. Um, yeah. It's nothing any more serious than that. Um, but um, yeah, but if if 
for people who are not competent with desktop publishing software and stuff like that, which is probably a lot of us, could I just go to Mixum and use their templates to put together something that looks half decent? No, they don't really have like a like blurb. I think has places that you can kind of design on their website. Right, Mixam does not have that. Okay, and and so that's part of the cheapness. Okay, you just have to have an uploaded what what they used to call photo ready. Okay, uh, basically it has to look like a PDF of how it's going to look. So whatever you can put into a PDF, they okay. can print if it's like three hundred DPI or something like that. Okay, okay, so that's not okay. So you just need to be able to make a PDF, and cost wise, because that's the other thing. One, it's the effort of doing it and putting it together, and how easy or otherwise that is. Mm-hmm. The second thing is always about cost. Um, how much does it cost to do? Uh, I know that so you tend to do runs about 150 with your zines for your um, conspiracy of cartographer zines. It's generally been around that yeah. way, hasn't it? So I mean, uh, 100, 150. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you mind if I ask sort of what, how much people are looking at to get zines printed when you do a run of that well, kind of size? It really depends on if you're doing black and white or color. Color right. will literally double the price okay. in some sizes. Oh, I'm really glad. I so it depends. Yeah. It really. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 a deal. Um, we're actually working on another one right now and we decided to go black and white because color would have been, I think our printing costs would have been near a grand <laughs> and that's, that's way more than I would ever spend on that. Yeah. And that was for a hundred copies. So we'd have to like charge okay. like 20 bucks a copy and we yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. So, um, we try to get the price so that we can charge a decent, like fair amount. So people who don't have a ton of cash can, can pick up our zine. Yeah. Um, now, the one we just put out um, for the podcast, which is kind of a portfolio zine that she and I did, um, it's small. It's like 50-some pages, and we're selling it for $5. And mm-hmm. It's color, full color. So we're able to get a price that works for us and still be able to sell it for 5 bucks and still like actually make money on yeah. it rather than just break even. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not – it's however much you kind of want to put into it. You okay. can probably walk away spending like a hundred bucks, okay, and get you know enough copies to give out and and to like sell. Okay, that's not too bad then. Okay, so so you like Barnaby would recommend Mixum as a good place for people to look as a first first place to go for their zines. Yes, I would caution because they have different kinds of paper. I would caution you away from their glossy paper. It sounds nice. It is not nice. It's okay. Ugly. okay, very very ugly. But everything else, good. Okay. Good to know. Good, good. All right, then, let's move on. Um, this next one with the sad title of Failed Cheap Shots Challenge <laughs> from Cohen Kallenberg. Uh, Cohen writes in, Hi, Sunbeams. As this Cheap Shots Challenge is about the holiday season, I wanted to introduce you to a Dutch holiday that takes place at the 5th or the 6th, if you're from Belgium, of December called Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas? Anyway, this is a great holiday that involves giving gifts to children, making poems for adults in which you hold them accountable for all the stupid things they did that year. This is the best holiday ever. All right, I am instantly on board. I'm just going to read that again. This is a great holiday that involves giving gifts to children and making poems for adults in which you hold them accountable for all the stupid things they did that year. Anybody who's going to write a poem like that for me would end up with something on the scale of the Iliad. Um, Sadly, my Cheap Shots camera died while trying to take a photo of this holiday and I was not able to save the roll. But 
because it always gives me great delight when you struggle a bit with pronouncing my name. I thought of consoling myself with making you read out a short list of Dutch candy that comes with this holiday. Oh, God. Why didn't I read through the end and make you read this? <sighs> okay, here is... And these pronunciations are all 100% accurate. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> in the Dutch candy is Krudnoten, <laughs> Piepnoten... This is sounding like the Swedish chef. I apologise. Tai Tai, Speculas, and Shrimp Cheese. Shrimp Cheese. Yeah. Bork, bork, bork. Bork, bork, bork. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much for the show. And I'll try to join next time with a new camera. Um, thank you so much, Cohen. Um, uh, which I'm, I'm sure I'm still pronouncing the wrong Cohen. <laughs> God, well, you just made me read all of those. You get what you get. And then you probably get upset. <laughs> um, everybody go into the go into the shops here and, and ask for shrimp cheese. And you'll get something. <laughs> probably uh, a dirty look. Um, could you read the next one, please, from Alistair Dougal, Eric? Absolutely. Hi, Graham Aid and the effervescent Rachel. <laughs> Ever not present Rachel, I think that's meant to say. Yes. Aww. <laughs> uh, while, my, while my radio silence may have been many months, I have been listening to the shows without fail. Yes, some have exasperated me, Woo! some have delighted, <laughs> but regardless, I have been listening. So, the thing that has stopped my being as communicative, communicative as normal is not you guys. No cheap shot challenge uh, would ever manage that it has been for more personal reasons with the loss of my wife's father while i would not normally discuss such things i want to discuss why i decided to document the demise in photographs uh the camera is something that is omnipresent due to mobile phones yet while we celebrate life we rarely document the demise of a family member some might be disgusted at the thought of photographing the last months of my father-in-law's life uh, I suggest that not to do so to take, not to do so takes away uh, part of his life where all issues need to be addressed, all fences needed mending, uh, needed to mender, meander, um, all fences needed to. I don't know. Uh, well, yes, it says all fences need to meander, but I'm not sure that's meant to be. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, uh, this is the process I tried to capture from the initial denial that death was coming. Uh, uh, through to the peace they find afterwards. It is not beautiful, but it will act as a record for future generations. Uh, so, so while this email is likely to be very different, my question to you guys and your listeners is, have you, document li uh, have you documented life in all of its forms? Death is still a taboo subject to most, so I, am I right to do so? I leave you guys to ponder both the above and if the radio silence was prefer preferable. Alistair, Dougal, Dougal. <laughs> oh, Dougal, that's what Rachel insists on. Dougal. Um, oh, bless her. I think that's a really good question, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this, Eric. Um, I, I, I'm really kind of in love with this idea. Um, it's dark, um, but... I think it's really important, you know, I mean, I'm getting to the point in my life where you kind of start like fully understanding mortality and not, well, not fully, but you get, you're really getting a grasp of like, Oh, oh I could die. I could like, seriously just die. Yeah. And that's a weird place to be in life because 
you know, up to that point, you're kind of like, you know, death isn't for me. And so, you know, you people you know are dying, family is dying, and that's and that's it's kind of driving it home more. Um, I like this idea, especially because, um, unfortunately, too few, or I guess too many of us don't get the chance to fade off like his father-in-law did. Mm. Um, a lot of, you know, we've, I'm sure we've all lost friends to, to suicide or, or car accidents or things like that. And we don't get the honor of seeing a, a life fully complete. And yeah, to capture it in any way, uh, photography, writing, uh, video recording or audio recording or anything like that, uh, it's an honor. It's not something, I don't mean, I'd say it was dark, and I guess it could be seen as dark, but I think it's, it's just something that we, we need to do. Our culture, Western culture anyway, has really not been cool with death for a long time now. And I think things like this are, are really important. Yeah. And so I think what, what he did is not just like necessary or okay. Um, I think it's important. I think he really, he did some good work here. Yeah, I've, even I've, if none of the photos came out, you know, he yeah. did some good work. Yeah, I, I've heard um, over the years, and sadly I cannot remember the names. I'm sure I had somebody. I think it was an analog talk uh, some time ago talking about this, talking about working with somebody who was ill. I might be wrong on that. Um, and also, um, years ago, maybe even over a decade ago, an interview with somebody on the candid frame who had photographed. I think it might have been his wife when she was dying of cancer and going through all, you know, it's because he didn't want it to hide away. And it was, and, and these, these things are hard, especially when it's somebody that close. But um, yeah, I think, I absolutely think, you know, there is a place. I think it's, a, I think it's an incredibly hard thing to do. Um, and I think that it's a thing that will be very hard for a lot of people to engage with, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be ha- done. And, a, a book I have spoke about ad nauseum on this show, um, but I'll mention it again because it completely fits with this, is Mother and Father by um, Paddy Summerfield. Um, and that book is all about um, ageing and death. And whilst the pictures are not, um, you know, it's not explicit in that way. It's not, oh, here, because it's all at a distance, it's all shot in this garden, it's all very removed. But the through line is very much... Here are people getting old and older, and suddenly they're not there anymore. Like the, the story is very clear, um, and yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think our relationship with death is something that um, is so when we don't look at very often, and I, and I think we're no. we're less less for that. And if you can find a way to do that for somebody that is respectful and that is meaningful to you and to them and to others, then I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, really interesting and really lovely to hear from you again, Asta. Um, and I know it's been a long time, uh, but we're very glad to have you back here. Okay, um, moving on from that, uh, <laughs> so slightly more upbeat, um, from Toby Vandervelde, who writes in, Hi Beams, sorry for not being in contact recently. I've had a downturn in my film shooting recently and have only managed a couple of roles. I'm sending you three images from a wander around Wales I had in the summer. I respooled some street candy 400 into an old 127 format backing, uh, onto an old 124 format 
127 format backing paper and shot it in my Bencini Comet, which is a very sweet little camera from the 1950s if you ever get the chance to get your hands on one. Um, I have got a couple of Bencinis, um, but yeah. they are the um, oh, Bencini Corals, uh, which are like the Comet, only they use 120 and are therefore better <laughs> or at least easier oh. um they're like kind of a bit like a metal holger um is the best way i can describe okay um nice i dev'd it in df96 which is great for streamlining your dark flow dark flow workhouse dark room workflow <laughs> i missed the tanky muck one shot screening due to work and i missed aid sandeep and martin's meetup which was last night by not paying attention to the date well shame on you toby I hope to get out and about more and meet up with some people next year. Take care and have a Merry Christmas, one and all, from Toby. Now, there is a PS. Before we move on to PS, should we have a quick look at these pictures, Eric? Let's, let's, let's. So I said to you before, so I, said, I think these might be up your street because they're um, fun old pictures. Well, they're fun old looking pictures uh, of um, uh, a keep by the looks of it. Most parts are keep in Wales and some nice trees. They've got quite a good look to them. They're nice and sprockety as well. They are, yes. You can only see them. Have you um, shot with the street pan? I've not tried street pan yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. No, I haven't. Is that street pan? Is that the... Yeah. He said street candy. Oh, street candy. Sorry, you're right. Oh, I also haven't shot the street candy. So the street candy 400 ATM. So that's the stuff, yeah, that um, in the fantastic packaging, the fantastic swirly packaging um, that is um, from ATM cameras. Yeah, well, I really like the results from that. I I don't know much about it. I think the original lot was super thin. The... um, not the emulsion, the medium was super thin, but I think okay. I heard that like later batches were not quite as thin, but I might be wrong. Um, but the results are really nice. Um, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, I really like this. Anyway, there was a follow-up. Um, P.S. Uh, this is addressed to Aid, who will hear this, because he does listen, um, apparently, because he occasionally complains at me. <laughs> I really want to hear a show about camera... Ba- oh, hang on, I can stop reading that now. Oh, come <laughs> um, on. <laughs> Oh, carry on. Um, I am willing to ignore Graham's complaining. Oh, you might think you are, but you have not heard it at full tilt. Um, I have three main bags and a lot of sub bags as well. Well, you're sub really bag? living What's the dream. A sub bag? I don't know. I think I think Toby's a sub bag. Um, he has a low pro <laughs> flip side 400 backpack. Uh, I do too. Um, that, you have one of those, do you? I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, I don't like good. it, but I have one. <laughs> that I use most often as it helps with carrying heavy weight. Two bodies, I'm guessing that's camera bodies, um, four lenses <laughs> and a flash plus gubbins. A think What's tank, a gubbin? Uh, it's um, a small furry creature. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. A Think Tank Photo Retrospective 10. What a stupid name for a bag. A reporter-style shoulder bag, which is mostly used for storage now that I am no longer a news shooter. That one used to curve my spine. Uh, and, and That's a selling point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They should call it the Think Tank Curvature of the Spine Bag. Uh, and a <laughs> Think Tank Photo Speed Freak, a very Ugh. sweet little waste bag that I use when I am running and gunning. Um, I have to say, Think Tank makes some of the best camera bags I have ever used. I would be keen to know what other listeners use for camera bags. Does anyone have a nice alternative to a traditional camera baggage? Cheers, Toby. P.S. If you like, I can send you pictures of all my bags. Just say the word. Okay, no! 
PPS. <laughs> Have a snappy Christmas and a clicky New Year. Um, listeners, I want to say a big thank you to Toby because what Toby has just done so well for me in that one PS is indicate precisely why we are never doing an episode about Cameron Banks. <laughs> thank you, Toby. <laughs> Uh, on that tune into the next episode of all through lens where we discuss <laughs> camera bags and all of the varieties oh you know what i mean you have that fantastic thing where people can call in and leave a message for your show i would love it if people called in and told you all about their camera bags please oh please listeners call in and leave messages about camera bags for eric <laughs> please do that for me i will love you all oh okay <laughs> moving on from that <laughs> Moving on from that, do you want to take this next one from Joe Baker? Yes. Uh, Dearest Sunbeams, please find my Xmas Cheap Shots Challenge photos attached. The The rundown concrete shopping center on my walk to work has plenty of sparkly lights up at the moment. Taken with my Canon SureShot AF7 on Kentmere 400, yay, semi stand developed in road and all, uh, a 150 dilution for 60 minutes. I'm wondering if he means one to uh, 100 dilution for 60 minutes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay, that's it. That's all we got. Um, so yes, we, we shall please find them. Yeah, so these are very cool night photos with some lovely... Uh, well, we can't tell that they're twinkling because it's a, a photo and it's really hard to show twinkle in a photo. Um, but yeah, well, just some, some nice are nice. brighter than others. That is true. And I'm going to assume that that is Twinkle. Just some nice... Uh, what I like about these, particularly the second one, is the, uh, yes. the, the sort of the contrast between these Christmas lights just tacked up against this fairly brutal, concrete-looking building that is part of... It's like, well, I appreciate the gesture, but nothing is going to make that look festive. <laughs> Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, um, you whooped for Kentmere 400. You a fan? I am a fan of Kentmere 400. Yes, I like Kentmere. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, um, spoiler alert for the Sunny Sixteen podcast, but um, on this week's show, we we uh, we were talking about film at one point. I know, crazy on the analog photography podcast, and hmm. um, and the subject of Kentmere came up, and you know, because uh, it's super cheap that film, isn't it? <laughs> and at a time yes, when it is films are getting more expensive and we're kind of saying oh is it harder for people to get in and get started and and then the point was brought up well yeah but we have things like Kentmere and Kentmere is really good and it's really cheap um and makes yeah. nice pictures so very and cool. in the US you can buy uh, what is it Ultrafine Extreme which is Kentmere and 120 oh okay so Kentmere yeah because you on your last episode you were doing um a rundown of what what things were rebadged other things and um yes. uh, yeah and, and sort of kentmere and foma appear in a few different rebadged forms um and are always good um and you know, yeah. I mean, you know we uh, we're a big fan of cosmo photo here which is just yeah it's foma in the nice package and, and i'm i'm happy to pay for that nice package because he's got a spaceman on it um i'm very easily pleased um <laughs> Okay, this next email is from Fraser Yule, uh, who writes in, Evening all, because he's a policeman. No, he's not. Um, It's been quite a while since I emailed in, but I promise I've been listening to both Sunny 16 and Backing Paper. In fact, I've just started listening to this week's Tanky episode. Really, just wanted to say what a great day it was on Saturday in Worcester. Good to catch up with the folks, talk a lot of rubbish about cameras, projects, walk through parts of Worcester that the Lonely Planet Guide doesn't mention, (laughs) not for good reason, and inevitably end up in the pub 
where we talked more crap about cameras, projects, etc. Followed by the main event, the screening of Tanky Muck One Shot, which was superb. Great turnout, well-planned event. Hamish even seems to have a direct line to him upstairs in organising the weather on the day. In fact, special thanks has to be given to Hamish for hosting the event at the kiln. I know he only did this as he couldn't be asked to travel to Inverness for the first screening, but even so, big shout out for Hamish. To be fair, it was a damn sight more convenient for me to go to Worcester rather than Inverness, and I am based in Jocksville. Oh, that's uh, Scotland. <laughs> People not familiar. Massive Jocksville? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's allowed to say that because he's Scottish. We definitely aren't. Um, oh, my, my apologies. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's, uh, he opened the door. Um, massive thanks also to Dave for coming over from Toulouse to join us all on the photo walk, present the film, and open the floor to a Q&A session. Top bloke. Still mad, though. I mean, yes. Just a shame that Simon wasn't able to make it down, which it really was. Um, it would have been lovely to have seen Simon. Anyway, I'm seeing loads of photos coming through on social media from the day. All look great, and I've realised I don't think I managed to get through a roll of film, so it'll be a wee while before I get my photos developed. See, that's how you know he's Scottish, because he said wee. Um, catch you guys later, and to everyone in sunny 16 land, have a great Christmas. Hope Santa is good to you all, especially all those secret Santas. Hashtag believe in film. Cheers for now from Fraser. Thank you very much, Fraser. Um, we had a lovely time last weekend. It was really good fun. And I know um, a photo walk's generally not your bag, baby. Are they, Eric? Uh, no, I'm not against them morally. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I don't. I've taken a couple of photo walks with people. I've mm -hmm. shot, well, it's, I've, I've shot with people. I shot with, uh, with the wonderful Brandy from uh, the Film Photo Geeks podcast which yep. may or may not exist anymore oh and we shot zero pictures uh -huh. so i am maybe a bad person to photo walk with because i will just chit chat to you that's and the, you will not shoot that's the point though i think you can generally judge how good a photo walk has been by how few pictures you've taken um because oh, nice. the, the, i think you know we all get plenty of well maybe that's not true we don't all get plenty of time to go out and take pictures on our own but we have we can go and do that but it's really lovely to go and just chat to people. And if you get a few pictures along the way, great gravy, that's fantastic. But uh, for me, it's very much more about just catching up and chatting to people about the things that you love chatting about. Um, and that was yeah. the joy of the meetup. It was really nice. Do you think, now that you've got your podcast going, you might perhaps organise something around where you are? No. <laughs> no. There seems to be... <laughs> uh, there seems to you be seem indecisive on that, Eric. Oh, well, I just don't want to do it. But there seems to be a lot of things happening in Seattle, and I do want, uh, I do want to kind of get involved in showing up once in a while mm -hmm. because uh, you're a celebrity now. I mean, <laughs> no, that's not quite. Uh, but I do, I do want to, I do want to be a little more outgoing than I have with people. I'm outgoing, but uh, I want to be more outgoing with people. Mm -hmm. um because especially over winter because we don't see the sun for like five six months and that can be um taxing so mm -hmm. some people might be handy yeah yeah but i also if you if asked i will say no yeah <laughs> so 
So <laughs> don't be offended. If you live in <laughs> Seattle or Portland, where Eric lives, I don't know why he keeps saying Seattle. It's definitely Portland. Um, no, I, are you sure? I'm pretty sure I live in Seattle. But okay, that's fine. <laughs> We've covered this, Eric. It's definitely Portland. Um, okay. Um, so Looks the same. Keep asking, Eric, but don't be offended when he says no. But you, you I will. See, say. I think over winter you should do something because you always, like, winter for you is kind of a shutdown time for you in terms of your photography so maybe uh, it, you, it is so maybe you know hook up with a few people and just to get you out uh, and, you i know. went out shooting yesterday oh cool what were you shooting yesterday yeah um the the really sketchy place where i live actually <laughs> i just walked around like my neighborhood and i didn't realize how sketchy it had gotten and uh, a little scary i stepped over human poop several times oh nice but um, never in it. Oh, good. Um, Phew. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, cheap rent. <laughs> it would want to be. Um, okay. Do you want to take this next one, Eric? From. Do you want to take this next one, Eric? <laughs> from uh, from who? <laughs> I can't. I, I'm just, I haven't scrolled down. Uh, oh, it's the one entitled "Cheap Shots Challenge Submission." Oh, oh, from Oliver. From Oliver. <laughs> from Oliver who, sorry? I don't know why you couldn't pronounce Oliver. That seems like a pretty easy name. Uh, uh, go on. You have a go. Uh, you're better at this name. How do you pronounce Oliver's surname? Oh, I have no idea. Go on. We'll have um, a go. Toth. Toth. <laughs> and the or middle Toth. name? Um, Istvan. Istvan. I think, yeah, Oliver like, Istvan it, Like Istvan Ball. Like Istvan Ball. No, oh, no. You see, right? I think you had it and you lost it. Anyway, carry on. Uh, Damn. Um, hi, Sunbeams. It's always a pleasure listening to your podcast, especially while driving between Budapest and Klagenfurt. Not a real place. Which I do on a <laughs> weekly basis. Here is my submission for the Cheap Shots Challenge. I assume that my submission is slightly unusual because I did not buy a special camera for the occasion. I just grabbed my go-to camera, which I purchased from an up as an upgrade from my Olympus OM-1. It is a Nikon F70, which I picked up for 15 euros, complete with 90 to 80 millimeter F3 to... Uh, 5.6 kit lens and a nice camera bag. Can, can Let's hear about ask, the camera bag. For can a I just ask? Bit. You just said 90 to something. That, I mean, it says 28 to 80 millimeter, and you came up with a completely different say? number. You said Did 90 to something. I don't know what was. That was wow. A brain you see, I am on a lot of drugs. Right now. <laughs> so it is a 28 to 80 millimeter <laughs> zoom lens with an aperture of 3.5 to 5.6. Oh, sorry, carry on. That's good. Mm, so, I mean, fifteen yeah. euros—that's a good—that's a good get. That is, yeah. Oh, see, originally, originally, I assumed that the thirty-euro budget would allow me to shoot two rolls of T-Max four hundred. I set out to snap away one roll in Budapest, exploring different ways to of approaching the topic. I thought that I would develop that roll, evaluate the pictures, and shoot the whole other roll, improving on the most promising results. But as I was halfway through the roll, it struck me that I forgot to figure in the price of the batteries. I hate when that happens. I hate it. Nick, Nikon F70 takes, namely, uh, CR123 batteries, Eef. two of which cost roughly five euros. So I ended up shooting just the test roll with predictable results. Uh, to make things worse, I was not aware that Ilford Rapid Fixer, as well as Ilfatol, uh, uh, do not age well when diluted. Ooh. So I got terribly underfixed negatives covered with watermarks corner to corner. After having spent some time in front of my computer trying to salvage the remains, I have found two tolerable shots to submit. 
I hope that you are going to like them. And perhaps you also change your opinion expressed in episode 166 concerning mid-tier automatic SLRs. Since they clearly do not receive the love they deserve, uh, I for one definitely have emotional attachment to this one. Keep up the great work and have a nice day. Greetings from Klagenfurt, not a real place, Oliver, at cmf.576. I just like to say that it is Eric's editorial that keeps adding the not a real place. I uh, know that Klagenfurt is a real place, lovely place, beautiful in the springtime. Everyone should visit. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, for, um, mid-tier automatic SLRs. Now, I don't. Uh, we, I'm sure we've talked about them in the past. I certainly have not expressed any negative opinion, opinions on them because I think they're great. Um, I, I do think that they are the. Uh, the late gen ones, sort of the the ones from the nineties, um, they don't get a lot of love. You you can go on eBay or anywhere else, kind of most days of the week, and pick up a body, you know, something I guess like like the um, F seventies and the F fifties or um, the uh, Canon EOS, whatever they are. So I'm bad with the numbers, but you know those those mid range ones for five ten quid any day without a lens um but they're actually they're really good <laughs> they're really really i've got a, um a canon um 30e i think it is um and it's great if i want to go out somewhere and have a camera that i know is going to meter well it's pretty lightweight i've got a couple of canon lenses that i had from my first digital slr um that fit on it uh, and it's fun to use um so yeah i have i have plenty of love for those cameras um and they're just like a big you can use them just like a big point and shoot only with much better image quality if you want to um what about you they, they, they seem like they might be a not your cup of tea necessarily eric i just haven't i haven't shot them as yeah all. i'm not you know i'm not morally opposed to them i just <laughs> another uh, thing you're not morally opposed to <laughs> i'm just I'm, li- I'm gonna be listing a lot of things that i'm not morally opposed to and then you whittle it down from there uh, no I'm, I'm fine with i mean god it's you know shoot whatever you want however you want and if someone gives you guff for it just you know ignore them oh absolutely absolutely i mean the thing is you could pick up one of these you know something like the f70 um and if you don't have, because the lenses are always the thing, because the lenses on these late gen Nikon's and late gen Canons are the same as the can be used on current DSLRs, so the lenses can be expensive. But you could just get an adapter and use older lenses on them as well, and use all the manual focus and stuff. And um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. You can get them for very little money, and you can get great results. And, and they, the metering is fantastic on them because it was kind of you know, the last generation. All of that evolution of metering was in there. Um, yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, the batteries a bit of a problem. No CL one two three batteries are a bit pricey. I was hunting around this evening, um, trying to find a battery for a point and shoot, um, uh, and I found three batteries and two of them were dead. Do you think they told their charge long? But I found one. It'll be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. Um, but we should look at these pictures um, from Budapest. So um, these pictures are quite, I've done a bad job of putting these in the thing. Um, So you can sort of kind of see them in there. Um, I'm going to look at them a bit bigger because it's going to make it easy for me to look at them. So the first picture is a lovely bit of tinsel, a very random bit of tinsel around the light fitting on a high street. Um, it doesn't I think it's look... a camera. I think it's a, a security. Oh, camera. you're right. It is a CCTV camera. Oh, that makes that makes um, surveillance state far more festive. The fact that there's a bit of tinsel around there. What I like about that picture 
it's just the incongruity of the pencil around that camera. <laughs> it's it's great. I mean, I, I mean, if the pictures generally look like this, I don't see what the problem is. They look nice. Oh yeah. The, I mean, that's the thing. Like the, the problem with these cameras is nothing to do with their ability. It is purely to do mm. with the way they feel and the way that they look. And you know, because mm. most of them they just look indistinguishable from a DSLR. And true. Uh, and, yeah, and let's face it. And I, I certainly include myself in this. When we're out and about with a film camera, one of the one of the fun things about it is having something that makes people go, "Ooh, what are you shooting there?" That's a bit, you know. It, it is. Yeah. It's it's a it's a bit of a, a style um, choice, I suppose. And these cameras don't fit that bill, but the results are fantastic. Even with a lens that was a real bog standard lens, um, you know, it was just a cheap kit lens. It was, you know, but still cracking results um and the second one is just a nice picture nicely framed picture of uh looks like a fairly whopping great big christmas tree in front of a an office building or block of flats um i like the tones in that i really like the tones and the lines it's just nice yeah especially in the the windows and stuff yes it's it's really varied I, i like it a lot yeah nice very well done very well done. Love you. Thank you very much for those, Oliver. That's uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, is that, I think, is that it for you? Yeah, is it for emails? It is. That's yes. a good smorgies board of emails this week, wasn't it? It uh, was a, a, yes, a smorgasbord is <laughs> and, the uh, word that I would have used. Yeah, exactly, no, an word. open sandwich of emails. I don't think I'm using <laughs> that word in the correct way, but I've never let that stop me before. Um, before we move on to the coffee stuff, there's a few things we want to run through and make sure everyone is so aware of that they want to shout at people in the street about it. Um, top of that list for me is the Sunnies. Uh, we are halfway through the voting period for the Sunnies. Um, so you've got until the 26th of December to vote for the Sunnies. But do not leave it because you're going to get so busy and there's so much Christmas stuff and you've got parties and eggnog. Is eggnog a Christmas thing, Eric? Um, Yes. Eggnog. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you suppose see. it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you drunk eggnog? No, I've never drunk eggnog. Okay, well, oh, well no hope with that then. Um, no. There's going to be all this stuff. You're going to be out there trying to find out what eggnog is, so you'll forget about it. So, when you finish listening to this show, just in fact, even before you finish, just go to the show notes. Click on your app, on, on the phone, or on whatever you're thinking. Go to the show notes, and there's a link there that will take you straight, like a bullet, to the voting form and it will only take you five minutes and we would love to get your opinions on things we would love your opinion on the film of the year we would love your opinion on uh the best new thing that's come out this year um there's been some really cool stuff we would like your opinions on um, the things, the analog photography resources. So by that, we mean your favorite website that you use or visit, um, YouTube channels, because we, you know, we'd love to know what good YouTube channels and also, but not including uh, the Sunny 16 podcast or backing paper, because that would be um, not OK. Um, your favorite podcast of the year. Eric, do you know anybody else mm, who has yes. an analog photography podcast? Uh yeah well okay yeah I do <laughs> you do I do know so there you go I do. so I mean yeah, you know I do know a couple of people you can check out I mean there are lots of fantastic analog photography podcasts um and Eric's is certainly one of them I'm not so I'm not saying you have to be going <laughs> yes. but but there are lots you of sure. great ones so if you listen to other photography podcasts and I hope you do go and show them some love there's also the zine of the year Eric do you know anybody who makes zines 
I do not. <laughs> well, you'll know how, but we do. We know lots of people, including, of course, Eric and Vanya. Um, we had email from Barnaby earlier in Barnaby now, but there's loads of people. We have had so many great zines sent in to us. Uh, I know I've seen some comments in there from people going, well, I haven't bought any zines this year. So obviously, if you've not picked up any zines, I understand it. But maybe you've seen some stuff online. Maybe you've heard people talking about that zines. Yeah, we'll take that. Just who do you want to support for their zines? Um, there's been a lot of great zines this year, so get and vote for that. And finally, and maybe most importantly, the um, the Shoot Film Be Nice Award. Who is out there in the community being lovely, being helpful, being a positive force for good in the film community? Who is, uh, you know, to add to, we've already got Rachel up in our Hall of Fame, um, uh, so, you know, you don't need to vote for Rachel. She's, she's already there. People have voted for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> haven't they Eric? no i did <laughs> yeah you did yeah, well you know vote early vote often <laughs> no, no well vote early don't vote often vote just the once and in this category don't vote for rachel because she's already there she's already up on that pinnacle we need something to put up on the pinnacle next to rachel we've got we've got uh, two votes for rachel's dog <laughs> okay again don't do that <laughs> i mean marcy's lovely was the dog not eligible <laughs> Listen, I love that dog as much as anybody, but um, there have to be other people. There are there are a lot of lovely people out there in the community, um, so please give them some love. Like the whole point of the Sunnies is just for us all, myself and yours. You know, Eric's voted as he said for us to show our love for the things out there, both the stuff and the people who are doing great stuff out there on our behalf. So um, we would really super appreciate it if you would just take the five minutes. That's all it takes. It's just five minutes to go and fill in that form. Thank you uh, very much. Um, the other thing that we've got going on at the Sunny 16 podcast is, of course, the Cheap Shots Challenge. We've had a few entries this week that we've talked about. You still have plenty of time to take pictures and send them in. Um, send them in to us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. I keep saying that there will be a form coming. There will be a form coming at some point. But until then, just send your pictures in, your two favourite pictures from your Cheap Shots camera to sunny16podcast at gmail.com. We would love to see them. It's been great seeing them coming in so far. Uh, I hope we get a lot more. My suspicion is we'll probably get quite a lot more eh, after Christmas. That seems like a sensible time when people have actually had a chance to take pictures and develop them and stuff. And that's fine. You have until the middle of February. So just be thinking about carrying that camera around. Oh, that's all my stuff, our stuff here at Sunny 16. But what's going on at the All Through a Lens podcast, Eric? Well, we have a new episode coming out very shortly. It's kind of a Christmas-themed or holiday-themed episode. Um, it's weird. It's so, weird. You, yeah, you, uh, you described it for that. You described it to me as being something like when Bing Crosby and David Bowie <laughs> did that thing together. Um, yes, without I, the singing. <laughs> without the with the sweaters. Oh God, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, you, 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 you need, you need sweaters. You'll catch your death. <laughs> I personally cannot wait to listen to that. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, what else have you got going on? I need to give a mention for we. I did mention the zine that Vanya and I put out this past week. Uh, in addition to that, Vanya has a new zine, not a nude zine, a new <laughs> zine of of uh, portraits taken at the Surf beach. Mom. Again, not nude portraits, but <laughs> portraits. She's going to love this plug. I apologize. <laughs> You're welcome, Vanya. <laughs> uh, but it's good. It's good. It's, I've, I've already seen it. I did some uh, help with it. 
it is really good, guys. Yeah. It's really good. She is an amazing photographer and definitely pick up her zine. She appreciates the support and actually we both do. So yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. She'll be mentioning it on Instagram and she is at Surf Martian and we'll also be mentioning it on the podcast, I'm sure. Okay, and um, I know you mentioned it earlier, but the zine that you and Vanya have done together, um, what's the name of that zine again? That is based on the uh, sign-off that we have. It is uh, <laughs> F Yeah We Do. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we figured that might be a good name for a zine. I think it's a very good name for a zine. Where can people go to find out about that zine? That can be found uh, on allthroughlens.podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Probably the best place to do that. Perfect stuff. Go and check out both of those. And, of course, make sure you're following um, Eric at conspiracy.of.cartographers. It's not a dot at the end, is there? Dot. I mean, put no, a dot at the end if you want to. It'll get you there. And, of course, the wonderful Vanya, our favourite surf mom, um, who is at Surf Martian. Uh, I love those guys. Um, well, obviously, you're here. I love you, Eric. I love Vanya Aww. at a distance. Um, and we have to get, I'm going to make Vanya come back on again soon because she's just an Oh, yeah, absolutely. Utter delight um i'll be thinking what was it you saying her most recent scene is a nude scene the one she's just doing now <laughs> just clear. yeah it's all it's all nude full frontal it's just like full pickle i mean my god uh, put know, that the, away yeah. the best thing is you were telling me before so that vanya gets sort of like um final say on the, the edit that goes on for um your show and sometimes you have to cut bits out she she has no such power here <laughs> You have no, no I'm so sorry, Vanya. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm not. Um, so, yes, do check out those guys. <laughs> um, Sad Eric and Surf Mom Vanya. It's like, pretty. you, um, and you might, you even, I mean, I don't know whether you're already sort of, or how far along you are with this, but you've sort of started muttering about, you might even think about putting out a film next year. Is that is that sort of a thing you, you know, or is it too yeah, early for that? Yeah. No, no. We, um, we ended up accidentally winning. Uh, about a thousand feet of of film on eBay, uh-huh. uh huh, and we need to do something with it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, this film is this is your beloved Tasma Mikrat, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. We both love it. Uh, I've turned Vanya onto it, and uh, she uses a six ISO to shoot surfing right now. Which Obviously, yeah. <laughs> weird. Yes, but she her the pictures she's getting from it are really, really, really good. So. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, testing it. we got to test to find out like what ISO it actually is. And then we will be somehow not like repackaging. It's not going to be like a Cosmo situation. We're not going to have fun boxes. Oh, come it's on. It's just going to be, sorry, this is going to be cheap. It's going to be a couple of bucks, two, three bucks a roll just to make, uh, just to get more film out there just for people to shoot. That sounds awesome. That sounds really awesome. Um, you'll have to, um, I'm sure the guys at the ultra, liars, ultra low ISO podcast, ultra low ISO film podcast. The, the you live, <laughs> um, those guys will definitely be up for that. They, they we had the zine that Barnaby put together from that was a, a Kodak super low ISO um, film that they were shooting with, and oh God, the results they got from that were really, really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, so that was cracking. So yeah, I'm sure they'd be interested in that. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything insightful I had to say at the end of that, but I don't know. Oh, I know. know, Whilst we're giving things shouts outs, um, uh, the the guys over at Analog Talk, um, they have got on their Christmas Day podcast, um, 
they are being joined or i think they've already recorded by jeff bridges none other than jeff bridges um who as people may or may not know is a film shooter he um uh, shoots wide lux um, and he's put out at least one book I think he's probably put out more than one book you probably know better than I do with this Eric you're a more informed man than no. me okay good no. um, but anyway Jeff Bridges of Movie Star fame um, the dude uh, who abides um, he has joined them joined Analog Talk and will be out on Christmas Day episodes so that seems like it's a must listen um, great for those guys and I really look forward to hearing it well done um, I think that's everything isn't it I think so. Okay, except so. for, of course, our coffee stuff. Um, well, we get to say a special thank you to the wonderful people who support us on coffee. Um, thank you so much to everybody who does. Um, we've got a couple of, uh, well, one special one-off from a uh, an already recurring donor as a special treat, and it is uh, the gentleman who gave us that fantastic review earlier of Tanky Muck One Shot, Jeremy North. Uh, Jeremy North um, sent us a note saying, uh, it's a bit extra to buy the three of you a drink at your annual meeting. Have a lovely time and thanks for all you've done throughout 2019. Um, thank you very much, Jeremy. I am meeting up with Aid and Rachel tomorrow. I cannot wait. Um, uh, we're not quite sure what we're going to do yet, but we're going to take some pictures. We're going to record some stuff. We're going to look at all the prints that got sent in for the print competition and we are going to pick a winner. And also the plan is to get Aid to develop a roll of film oh my god brace yourselves <laughs> i know right that is our mission we're gonna try and shoot through a roll of film and get aid to develop it and have a go at doing that so i'm super excited for that and hopefully all being well um we will get that recording out uh on boxing day that'll be our episode for next week so um so thank you very much jeremy for that and thank you very much to all our coffee donors because your support is helping do things like pay for Rachel's train ticket to get down here because she couldn't make it otherwise. So thank you. Um, the other person I want to say a special thanks to this week, I want to say special thanks to everybody, is Mike Crawford. Now, we spoke to Mike a few weeks ago. Uh, Mike, um, who was the, uh, talking to us about the Obsolete and Discontinued Project, um, the fantastic book and exhibition uh, that they did using the old photo paper which is wonderful. I cannot recommend it high enough. That book is superb and it was really great getting to chat to Mike, something I'm hoping to do again next year. Um, he just wrote in to say, great chat, great to chat to Graham and Aid the other week. Have a brew or something stronger. Many thanks. So thank you very much, Mike. And please do go and check out obsolete-discontinued.com. Uh, obsolete um, I'm sure, I, I hope, well, I, I hope that they've got books available still there because they are really lovely books. Um, I think you get a real kick out of it, Eric. There's some great work because you are something of a, a master on expired film. Um, I think you get I do like it. You do. I think you get a real kick out of what's okay. been done with this expired paper. It's really nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really nice. Check that out. Okay, so that of course brings us to everyone's favourite part of the show where they, where they probably now skip to the end or just skip for thought. And that is to say thank you to our recurring donors. And Eric, you have helped me out with this as you do so often. Helped me with so many things. So we're going to go through these together. So um, uh, I'll, you give me the name for the ones that I'm reading and I'll give you the names for the ones that you're reading, okay? Okay, uh, first up we have Fraser Yule. Okay, so a lot of people assume that Fraser Yule 
got his name because his dad was Father Christmas. Uh, but actually, it's because since birth, Fraser has modelled his hairstyle on his favourite movie star, Yul Brenner. Oh, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> it's a good look. It's a strong look. Okay, what can, you tell us? <laughs> what can you tell us about Bill Thu? Well, he was once in a Christmas pageant where he played the baby Jesus <laughs> like a guitar. <laughs> uh, which I did get him excommunicated, but, you know, worth it. Way to go, Bill. <laughs> okay, who we got next? Oh, it is Harry Thackeray. Uh, Harry Thackeray has replaced, or indeed swapped, all of the baubles on his Christmas trees with sprouts, saying that, given the choice, he'd rather eat the baubles than the sprouts. Uh, Harry and I are in complete agreement on that. Sprouts are the devil's testicles. They, they are stinky. They are awful. <laughs> um, okay, what can you tell us about Ed Worthington, the six million pea man? Oh, he sings... All of the parts of the 12 Days of Christmas, except for the five golden rings bit. He won't do it. <laughs> he won't do it. Well, you get sued if he you do, don't you? You have to be so careful. <laughs> okay, who's next? Oh, we have, um, we have Christoph. Okay, Christoph really wanted to catch Santa coming to visit so badly that he put a bear trap in his fireplace. Uh, sadly, he forgot to mention this to his chimney sweep when he came to visit. Um lawsuit pending oh you gotta be careful with these things you gotta be careful with these things um okay what can you tell me about andrew bartram andrew bartram who uh lest we forget said just last week how much he liked you being on the show i hope you've lived up to his expectations this week eric i promise you that is possible Andrew Bartram, he is often mistaken for an elf, but fortunately, it's not a Christmas elf. It's one of the Teleri of Aqualande. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's after the kinslaying. So, oh. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that having a Tolkien nerd on uh, around Christmas is a risky, <laughs> risky business. <laughs> you walked into it. I really did. I really did. Okay, who have we got up last? Oh, we have uh, John Whitmore. John Whitmore was so desperate for Santa to visit him that he actually built a chimney for his shed. Uh, it was all going so well, um, right up until the point where he came down on Christmas morning and found a dead reindeer because the reindeer had drunk his bowl of fixer that he'd left out thinking that it was something nicer. Um, so that's a bit sad. I said I was going to cut wow. that. <laughs> Can you was... imagine what Rachel would think of that if she were here? <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be really cross. <laughs> Which is why I said I definitely wasn't going to say that. Then turns out I did anyway. Um, oh, we we have got one that I completely forgot, and you've very kindly added it to the end of this. And it is the wonderful Ian Turpin. What does Ian Turpin do at Christmas, Eric? Dare I even oh, ask? This, this just in, Ian Turpin likes pie, but not just any pie, Christmas pie. Christmas pie. What's in a Christmas yeah. pie? Ooh, Christmassy things. Reindeer. Reindeer. <laughs> Oh, not that kind of part. Sorry, Rachel. I'm so sorry. I blame Eric. Thank you so much to everybody who has contributed and continues to contribute. You have made such a difference this year. It is um, unbelievably helpful and it helps us going forward. And it just, there's so many things that it helps us with. Um, and we are using it and we have plans for how we're going to do more with the stuff. Just, just thank you. Um, you have made 2019 into. A marvellous year for us all. Um, 
mentioned earlier that uh, what did I, I mentioned earlier about this week's Sunny Sixteen podcast. Um, so we have got a show coming out this week, and because it's Christmas and Christmas is all about traditions, we're going with one of our. I think this is the third year we've done this now. Our traditional pre-Christmas show with, and we've actually got all three of the wise men joining us, or joined us because we've already recorded it, Hamish Gill, M, and Bellamy Hunt joined us for a kind of roundup of the year, looking back over some of the comings and goings, getting the thoughts of these three well-informed gentlemen. Um, it was really great to catch up with those guys, and um, yeah. Uh, interesting chat with them um, so that will be out on Thursday you won't want to miss that some of it does sound like M is in the middle of a busy highway that's because M was occasionally in the middle of a busy highway um, but still it's great listening to because those guys are fabulous as you all know um, you already know that you've got Eric and Vanya's fantastic Christmas show coming up, so that's something to look forward to, where they will both be dressed up in lovely Christmas sweaters, singing White Christmas. Uh, Eric is, of course, Bing. Uh, yes. uh, Crosby, not Bing the search engine, um, because... As... Eh, I, I can do both. <laughs> you can do both. Well, that's what I love about I you. You're not You're not um, morally... Uh, what's the term? <laughs> I'm not morally opposed to being Bing the search engine. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting... That... Chandler Bing, however, yes, I'm morally opposed <laughs> to Chandler Bing. But not Chandler Bong. <laughs> Deep cut for Friends fans. <laughs> of which I am not one. Um, so, until Thursday, when we are back with that show. And I am very much hoping that all things being well we will be back again this time next week with one last um, backing paper before christmas fingers crossed i make no promises but fingers crossed uh until then listeners we will play you out with the wonderful band schnauzer uh with their song remortgaging the nest of hers um Oh boy, it always falls apart at the end of the moment. I'm having real issues, Eric. Real issues. You're so polished at the end of your show, um, even with that potty mouth Vanya swearing at up a storm. Um, so nasty. She's a nasty girl. <laughs> That's what they say she's about her. She's a nasty woman. She's a, she's a nasty woman. Lock her up. Uh, until then, <laughs> listeners, thank you, Eric, so much. <laughs> and have a lovely week, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. <gasps>